0: Awakening the faithful, reaching the lost, and making church matter. Welcome to the Rebuilt Podcast. If you love your parish, listen to this podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rebuilt Podcast.
1: I'm Kelly, your host, and I am with Tom today. How are you doing today, Tom?
2: Doing okay, Kelly.
1: (laughs) Fantastic.
2: You're doing fantastic?
1: Oh, yes, I am. It's a beautiful day here in Timonium, Maryland. Great it's day funny. for a podcast.
2: I was on um, a trip recently, and someone said, "Is that like a made-up town, Timonium?" I never <laughs> heard of like a place called Timonium. Made-up. No, it's it's real. I think it's the only one in the world, actually. Really? Yes. That's
0: good for us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, there's we're, not a lot of Timoniums. Unique. It's it's totally unique. So. Um, hmm.
1: Well, now I'm curious how the town is named. Yeah, there's Probably like a, a person, whole there's a whole theory
2: about it. Um, Man, this is really getting off. But there's a whole. Th- there's uh, we heard a little of a story, but a, pr- a priest that was here before talked about how like it's like kind of connected to like the word for kind of like sorrow that these two sisters had moved here and their brother died, and they called it Timonium, um, and the kind of etymology of the word was a sorrow. But
1: well, that's kind of sad. <laughs> no, I'm taking
2: you down from your fantastic day. Um, but anyway, we're the only Timonium. I definitely in the country. I think it may be the whole world. So. Well, I think unique. timonium
1: is very joyful. There you go. Not sorrowful. So, we've been talking the past couple podcasts about shaping a clear discipleship path for your parish. And so, let's just review some of those that we talked about. So, at Nativity, we call them steps. Our discipleship path is called steps. We've kind of branded them as an acronym so that people can remember them and it makes it really easy to talk about them, or maybe not easy, but simple it's and clear to easier. talk about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we've talked about um serve tithe and last month we talked about engaging in a small group this month we're going to talk about practicing prayer and sacraments there you but go. before we jump into that tom um let's just talk for a minute about how we um how how does a parish come up with their steps
2: well again um we talked before in the last podcast i, I think What are you living out and experiencing on your own? Mm -hmm. What are the steps that, what are the habits or the programs that have helped you grow in your faith? Why do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? We should be reflecting on them personally. Then we should be looking at other churches you know, and seeing what they do. So I think, for example, if we had never looked at other churches, we never would have connected money to discipleship. Oh, wow. Because I think in the Catholic Church, we don't connect money to discipleship. So Mm -hmm. I think that's where it's helpful to look at some other places, other models. And then third, um, as a team, reflect on that. And then again, you can always steal from other places. That's okay. Yeah. borrow, however you want to say that. Right,
1: borrow. Um, I, I do remember when we were talking about those, we also had a list of like environments that help us grow in our faith. And that was sort of something we pulled from too. We talked about our habits that we have, practices, disciplines, environments. You said yeah. programs. So yeah, I mean, we I had think... this huge list of things, but then they all kind of fit into these five categories. Yeah,
2: and trying to find what are the common themes behind yeah. them. And- Again, Andy Stanley and Point, they talk about that in Five Things God Used to Grow Your Faith—and how they had conversations around this, and they kind of they came up with this mm-hmm. list. And you know, if you look at them, four of the five are environments you can create. One they call pivotal circumstances that you can't—you right. can't create as a church, although you can help leverage. And we did a whole series on that in January called Unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, just you know, if people like a program, like you might love Alpha, or people love—I mm. um, don't know—I'm trying to think of—we don't do a heck of a lot of programs, but there's a million of them out there, right? Why do people love that program? Well, that program connected to something larger. You know, It was a small group environment. It, was, mm-hmm. it, was, it taught them what we're talking about today. Maybe it taught them how to pray. Or there were some elements to it, and that's what we need to make sure. Maybe the program, you should do that program. Or maybe that's a great way, that is the right way for your church mm-hmm. to fulfill this discipleship step you want everybody to take. Right. But the problem is, I think, as a church is what we do, is we just take these programs, we throw them in the mix, and we have them. Versus driving them through the whole church, you know. Even again, um, or they're just little side, siloed programs. Versus, no, this is a really important way to help connect people to discipleship. Or even you could have a couple of those programs and say, here, here's what we offer. If you want to, if you're want, trying to, you know, we'll talk about prayer a little bit, and you want to grow in prayer, you should go attend this program for. Mm-hmm. But we're not, we don't don't think strategically enough about there. that. Stop
1: there, yeah, because that that can kind of a program can lose steam.
2: Right, and they lose steam if we're not connected to the higher purpose about mm-hmm. of discipleship and understanding intentionally how that helps people grow as disciples and why it's kind of mm-hmm. needed in our overall plan to help people in their spiritual growth. Because I think, again, what, what can help in a little bit, too, is people get kind of into one. I, mean, you know, I think about what we talk about prayer today, in some ways, every church in, in says you should pray, but it almost becomes like that's the only way you grow spiritually. Well, that's not true. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I think people think prayer is the only way you grow. No, you mm-hmm. grow again through things we're saying. You grow through serving. You grow through giving. You talked about last time. You grow through conversations and relationships. So, you know, people might ask us, what do you do for faith formation? Everything. Everything. Faith formation is not a program. If we're if we are trying to make disciples of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. everything in our system should be leading towards that and integrating that together and and, and being so intentional great. about that. End of podcast. Okay. Drop the
1: mic, Tom. <laughs> What do you do for discipleship? Everything. Awesome. Well, today um, we're going to talk about practicing prayer and the sacraments as part of um, discipleship here in our parish. Um, why does it matter? I mean, so like one of the things I thought of when I was looking at this is that Timonium Tim, like the first thing that he hears when he walks in the door here, like if we just start talking about prayer and sacraments, that's not really what Timonium Tim wants to hear so so why does this matter why should we talk about it
2: although although it is interesting when you look at statistics of how many Americans pray mm-hmm. it's it's, it's I, high. I don't have it up in my I don't but it's in the 90 percentile people who say they wow. pray and I think there's even people who don't believe in God who say they pray you know there's even atheists or agnostics who will say they pray you who know are they so, praying to? well they don't know but um, I mean I think that's but it's still like a value it's like no one's like right you know I guess it's possible hmm. For you to say to someone, can I pray for you? And they say, no. but
1: well, My kids have said no when I've oh, asked really? that question. Well, yeah, not yeah. many times. As teenagers, they've started to say no. Yeah, well, that's teenagers. They're not yeah. real people. They're not real people. Thank you. I needed that today. <laughs> just joking. I mean,
2: you, you work in youth ministry. But, you know, I mean, yeah. Or that's a different dynamic there. But, yeah, I mean, just in general, prayer, yeah. I think people... People think prayer is a good thing. Now, the people right. have all kind of misconceptions about right. what it is. Even and,
1: if they say like, "Well, sure, why not?" You right. know, can't, can't hurt. hurt. <laughs> right? Exactly.
2: Exactly. Now, yeah, and that's a little bit of that gets like the lucky rabbit's foot, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was telling me a story? They gave a rosary, and someone gave them. A, they got a rosary, and they gave it to their niece, and someone else said, "Oh, pray for good luck." You know? That's oh, jeez. Like- <laughs> so <laughs> there's things like that, but. um, <laughs> So, there's certainly a lot of misconceptions about prayer, but mm-hmm. I, I do think, I guess, that when we talk about prayer, I mean, people are kind of open to it, but mm-hmm. they have a lot of misconceptions. Okay. It.
1: So, even Tim is going to, is, I mean, if it's Timonium Tim and, and he's de-churched he's heard about prayer his whole life yeah. probably anyway so it's not a it's not the worst first thing to hear
2: yeah no and i think in in it's easy to kind of give directives and, and a message about what do you mm. want them to do mm-hmm. to direct them to pray about it in some way and i think we'll have that in here later but um All right, i so, mean you should expect i mean you come to church you're going to hear yeah, prayer. Yeah. you know i mean like you're that right, shouldn't shock right. you it, yeah the thing the thing is how is it presented that's the more it? important yeah. thing yeah, so. yeah yeah
1: and we often give like well we'll talk about that in a little bit too but okay. we often give like different sort of some different strategies for prayer we'll talk about some of our experiences right. of prayer and and being able to offer different ways to pray for right. Timonian for Tim is probably something he hasn't heard before
2: um yeah and so why was prayer necessary you know a couple of things we have first of all to be like Jesus we have to learn how to pray mm-hmm. Jesus prayed yep right he I know. goal in
1: life is to become like Jesus there you
2: go so that's what as, as you know Christ's character formed up he got every morning uh, you know, Mark's gospel tells us he would get up early in the morning and go off by himself to pray. So
1: I do have to say there is something about the morning prayer. Mm. Um, I, you know, I I, I want to pray in the morning, but I also really love to sleep. And <laughs> so, but it, but at 10, 11 o'clock at night when I'm still up, I'm not praying then. I
2: know. No, it's I know. Morning. And I remember, I remember Peter Kreef said, you know, pray when you're at your best. You know, and mm. I'm not really a morning person, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely, by the end of the day, when I've tried praying at night, it's just not. Yeah, And I should, again, hopefully we're doing it into our whole lives, but prayer at night, I'm, I'm just spent.
1: Yeah. yeah, me too. Prayer at night is like, <coughs> I love you. Thank you. Yeah. Help me. And I'm sorry. Yeah. Good night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There you go.
2: So, um, you know, prayer is necessary because, you know, one, to be like Jesus, we have to learn to pray. Mm-hmm. You know, second, there's Jesus promised rewards of prayer. Pray in secret and your father who sees you in secret will reward you. Mm-hmm. So um, I, love, I love to ask, you know, to people, what are the rewards of prayer? You know, just to be like, because mm. I don't think people think of rewards to it, but yeah, there are rewards. You know, I guess you could be like peace, direction, guidance, you know, the whole bunch of rewards. Sure. But,
1: Comfort, patience,
0: <laughs>
1: lots of things. Uh, knowing um, God's will. knowing uh, yeah, That's new. That's a new one for me. That one has taken a long time in prayer to, because when you say rewards, I wonder a lot of people think, well, I'm rewarded when the prayer is answered exactly as I asked for it. But, right. I have come to learn through my prayer life that that's, that's not even what I should be seeking is exactly what I'm asking for. And so my, I've just changed the way I'm asking. And, and yeah. I, you know. I think
2: we want to see God's hand in it at some point. And that's right. not always, we get exactly what we want. I mean, I use example on this, you talked about prayer and I shared this about praying for Super Bowl tickets. And it's funny, I share that in a small group. My small group leader, I had a small group message, but then my guys in my small group are like, you prayed for Super Bowl tickets. Like, yeah it seems like wrong. Like you don't you don't, don't you only have so many ass with God? I'm yeah. like
1: Aren't there sick people in the world you yeah, can pray for, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm
2: like almost like I was using up the number of requests I have for God and I'm like, no, it, it's unlimited. It doesn't work like that. It's unlimited. Yeah. But then, you know, I, I in retrospect I didn't get the tickets and then I you know, the last game I watched with my dad was the Eagles who went the Super Bowl before he died. So I'm like,
1: Oh my gosh. Tom. So
2: I don't know that in the time. I'm like, man, God, did, you know I thought this was something, and now I see, all right, there's God's hand. So you don't yeah. know, you see it eventually, but right. you see how cool God is later. At you some just point. See it later, so there's yeah. a reward of prayer. So, yeah. Um, you know, sacraments, Jesus instituted them. And look, I even have the old show notes in there, so we can't even say any more about that. But, um, you know, Jesus in- instituted the sacraments. So um, obviously, do this in remembrance of me. That's, that's why we do them, because Jesus told us. Do you have a Probably sacrament some... that stands out to you <laughs> as
1: being the one you receive the most from? Receive well, the I mean, You should always
2: say communion. I guess would be the number one, the number one thing. But. I know.
1: I think that's what we're supposed to say, <laughs> for sure. But I had a really good e- uh, experience of confession um, okay. recently at Forty Hours of Prayer. Just oh, okay. The, the priest was so, just so beautiful. I don't know who it was,
2: but. Okay. Well, that's okay talking. that's all right that yeah
1: you. well yeah I, well i guess because i work here i figure i'm supposed to know who was in there but i didn't uh, no, i mean
2: it's okay that you had a great experience <laughs> oh my at gosh, confession. it was
1: so great he was speaking to me like he was jesus he was like jesus loves your confession and you're so beautiful and you're such and the things you said are beautiful he was just so i mean i walked wow. out of there just feeling great yeah it was a great People experience. People go to
2: more confession more if they have that experience. I,
1: I know, it was really cool. Okay, so so why is prayer necessary? To be like Jesus, we have to learn how to pray. There are rewards to prayer and the sacraments Jesus told us to receive them. Why else is prayer and, necessary? And then we just
2: say I'm just and this is we say practice prayer and sacraments because mm-hmm. prayer is not just something we do and then forget right. about it. Yeah. So we say it that way because we want people to put into practice what they've discovered in prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the, I, this, the phrase from the Jesuits, which is contemplatives in action. What's that mean? Um, so contemplatives in action means we contemplate or we pray and we reflect on God's word. Mm-hmm. We reflect on, we listen to God and then we put into action mm-hmm. what we discover in prayer. Um, and it's a, I mean, I feel like I understand the concept more than I actually live it out, but the rhythm of listening to God, listen to God's direction and then go live it out. Mm -hmm. And then we come, you know, when we don't do it perfectly and things go wrong, we come back and we retreat back and then we try again again the next day. And Mm so that's the rhythm we're trying to get into our lives where we are, you know, reading God's word and and in prayer and conversation with God. And then that is actually changing the way we live our lives that day in some way Mm -hmm. and then coming back to God and saying, all right, you know, Ignatius would be the examine about what went on in my life today and what do I need to do better mm-hmm. tomorrow. So um, again, are we imp- I don't do that perfectly, but that's the kind of rhythm I see we, we want to encourage in everybody, yeah. right? It's not like I just pray and it's something I didn't get out of the way. Right. So it's, it's informing yeah. the way I live my life.
1: It's in, it's informing the way you go about your day. And I have I do try to put that rhythm into my life and I find myself saying the same thing every morning and <laughs> sometimes. Huh. With the, you know, with the examine saying like, what did I, what can I do better tomorrow? And yeah. it's like the same thing, but that's okay. <laughs> Cause sometimes it's not, but <laughs> yeah, that's well, start over every day and yeah, keep working at it again. Yeah. yeah.
2: And then I just have the last one, just necessary, which is kind of a cop out, but I just love this quote from this catechism and I don't know why I love it. I shouldn't, but I do. Those who certainly, those who pray are certainly saved and those who don't are certainly damned. It's just.
1: That's really scary. (laughs) So go pray. So go pray. It's (laughs) just that simple.
2: All
1: right. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come back to talk about how to put systems and structures into place that give your parish a
0: culture of prayer. We'll be right back. Want to learn more about the church that started the Rebuilt Movement? You can find even more content by following Father Michael on Twitter, at NativityPastor, and check out the pastor's blog at nativitypastor.tv. There you will gain exclusive access to insider information about everything happening behind the scenes at Church of the Nativity, and get helpful tips about parish life, again, follow Father Michael on Twitter at NativityPastor, and subscribe to his blog at NativityPastor.tv. Welcome back, everyone. This is Rebuilt Podcast. We're talking about uh, prayer
1: and sacraments as a part of your discipleship path in your parish. And we've talked about the necessity of prayer and and why it should be front of mind and, and your discipleship path for your community and now um we'd like to spend a few minutes talking about four we have four reasons here four four ways to make sure that um your plan for prayer is successful so systems and structures that will support the culture of prayer and i would say
2: this as we reflect on this i feel like this is the one we could grow in the most
1: yeah i i agree i
2: agree definitely the first three I mean, we get, we keep tweaking, keep improving, but sure. if I were to say so far what we've talked about, this yeah. is the one I would be like, yeah, we, we got to think about this some more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Well, um, let's talk about that. All
2: right. So <clears throat> man, between both of us, you got your, I know, your wheezing. I, I got my coffin. We're like, yeah. sorry about that.
1: Rough day. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> um, well,
2: just, we have some introductory ideas too. Just like, you know, there's a whole bunch of programs about prayer or just this is something that's in the church you know, from daily mass to rosary to. Right. It, it you know, is
1: part of the culture already. Yeah. To some degree, to
2: some degree, but I think usually for just a small group of people, right? Right. Um, you get a small group of people come to daily mass. You get a small mm-hmm. group that pray a rosary or I don't know. I'm trying to think of other prayer. There might be other prayer groups you have in.
1: Like if you have adoration time, yeah. there's a small group of people that attend adoration. Right. And so understand that.
2: So that's part of the problem is it's, it kind of, it seems like it's a thing for certain church people. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone, you know, agrees it's necessary. I mean, you'll hear how many times if you go to a hom, you go, every church, they'll say pray. Sure. And again, they should say that, but a lot of times it's just, okay. That's
1: all it is. Pray. That's all it is. Pray. Yeah.
2: Well, I don't know how to pray. You know, right. I was in a, again, this this conference led, and I, so at one point, I, I talk about a little bit of, we need to shape a clear discipleship path for people, and I do have people break out into their tables just for 10 minutes and say, talk about what are the environments, the programs, the habits that mm. brought you in a relationship with Jesus Christ. I mean, that you're here today, mm. sitting on mm-hmm. an all-day conference, yeah, because you want people because to know you Christ. Love
1: your church and want right. people to know Christ, right? Yeah.
2: What brought you there? And so, you know, this at one point, I asked someone it's like, "Prayer." And I'm like, "Okay, who taught you how to pray?" I and mean, she just looked at me like, "I don't know. I taught myself." I'm like, "Okay, mm-hmm. so you're self-taught." You know, so um, it's just kind of like we we don't have a real plan to teach people to pray often, right? Um,
1: we just expect that they know that it's just part of
2: just part go of the, do it yeah, yeah just go figure it out pray <laughs> you know so you know what
1: that means right
2: and yet every single one yeah. of us and I think you and I included would say I've struggled to prayer at times and sure. sometimes just to keep it as a habit I mean I didn't right. pray this morning it's ironically I didn't pray this morning Me before neither. coming there you go so both of us you know, I prayed a psalm I did pray with my son Nate coming into work so
1: oh then you did pray
2: yeah I, I but and I did but I didn't have like a Focus your time. Prayer time yeah yeah i got you know you. i prayed in the car you know and that's that counts i mean counts that's the way you want to sure. put it but i mean it, it's it's good it's but a, it's, but
1: it's not that like quiet time quiet i need the quiet time, the quiet time too. exactly yeah for sure
2: exactly so that's the habit that's more important um you know so we have very few parishes have a strong praying community as mm-hmm. much as we might say prayer and have these things going on it's not like you said in the culture it's not like right and and Partly it's a hard thing because it's it's something you do on your own. So how do you know that? It's easier to
1: create these other programs and, you know, let's have a spaghetti dinner and let's, you know, even small groups probably feels easier. It's tangible. There's more tangible. That's a good way
2: to put it. Or, you know, we could have worship (laughs) nights, I guess, and things like that. But Mm -hmm. how do you know if people are praying on their own, which is sort of the practice? That's harder in some ways. But then I think, again, a lot of times we just tell people go pray without giving them a plan. So. Um, All right. again, so, how can res- we
1: make it accessible, more accessible to them? That's our, our second point here for for making sure that prayer is part of our culture.
2: You know, I, I think one we make it accessible. We and I'm not sure I'm going to have this later, but we could probably put in a couple different areas here. We make it accessible with that daily email that we send out. Um, it's
1: called Worship Fully.
2: Worship Fully. Um, so that's connected to the message and every single day you get that in your inbox mm-hmm. now you might be like me and you get so much in your inbox that's very easy to delete now but hopefully you get that in your your inbox or i think eventually we're gonna put it up on a on the app as well when as we're developing this app but we send that out so like you can pray that in three minutes so at least it's accessible in that sense right and there's a scripture
1: and in it you're kind of you're you're being prompted to pray the scripture to read a scripture and kind of pray about it
2: yeah I mean, I think too we got to tell people to pray in small amounts of time. Um, You know, I think people think we start to pray pray for an hour or pray thirty minutes or twenty minutes even, and that's Mm
1: -hmm. it's a lot. (coughs) It could be intimidating.
2: Yeah, and so you know, five to fifteen minutes can even make a big difference. I was reading that in the Renewal of Our Mind, um, a book by um, it wasn't it wasn't called that title, but about about our minds and saying, but it was saying about five to fifteen minutes. Even that they find scientifically changes your mind and changes wow. your thinking if you can have meditation or a reflection on mm-hmm. scripture for that. So, um, you know, great. I think we just tell people make the practice access. Just tell people to do the practice in small amounts of time. Mm-hmm. You know, we've said pray ten, pray ten, times. yeah, ten minutes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, so other thing I think we make it accessible is we just there's some simple basic elements of a time, a place, and right. a plan. Pick a time. Pick a place. Make a plan, you know, what are you yeah. going to read? You know, right, I'm what gonna are you going to do? The, mm-hmm. I'm going to read the worship fully, and I'm just going to read that. Or I'm going to read through a book of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Or I have a little prayer book I'm going to read. Whatever it is that I'm going to use, you, you need that time, you know, right. the morning. And I think that kind of depends a little bit on your personality. Like, if you're a very disciplined person, then pick that time exactly. If you're, that eh, could be the morning time because I, whenever I get up and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Although I do find, yeah, it's got to be, like, before I go and start anything to the day if, otherwise. Yeah. Before um, I leave the house, yeah. before well, I, I even
1: walk downstairs sometimes is when you, I really need to do it.
2: Or I, I mean, I dropped my son off today, and then I could have come right here and done it, but then yeah. someone texted me. They had to talk to me, and then... Then you're talking I, on the way. I, I could have probably yeah. said 15 minutes, and I'll, I'll call you, but I, that was kind of important, so then yeah. I, that, that's how it got me off today. So, you know, the very first thing you're going to do, that's the time, a place, where can you go? I mean, I have certain places in this building I go, I have certain places mm. in my house I go, mm-hmm. um, and then plan...
1: But that's you know. half the battle, the time, the place, and, and the, the plan. plan.
2: And then, um, you know, we at certain times we raise it up. You know, we have, you know, 40 hours of prayer is the time where we make that very accessible. You know, Ash Wednesday is a great opportunity where to give people, you know, have the building open all day. We have adoration all mm-hmm. day because people are in a prayer mode that day. Mm-hmm. You know, Good Friday, like confession that day. Like, is that when you went to confession? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's certain times where you can just raise it up. I think adds a value hmm. to people, and make it really accessible because people are tuned in. I should be praying today. Yeah, um, those so are some you just ways leverage we leverage those kinds of days. Great. Yeah, right. I think we could do more on that. But so then we say set them up for success. You know, that's our worship fully. That's a great way. You know, I think it also begins with prayer at mass and making that an excellent worship experience. If
1: right, because that's know. a way of, of praying too. I mean, listening to worship music is part of my prayer time as well. Um, and so if we're inspiring that during mass, then you can take that with you.
2: Yeah. And obviously that is an hour long prayer. So yeah. if people are having a good experience there, we can say, all right, you, in, you're not just meant to pray once a week with, as, with, as a group, right. you need to get away by yourself yeah. and let, you know, this is your day to have your daily bread, which can be receiving communion and daily mass, but also daily bread of God's word. So, um, yeah.
1: So we've done a, a couple times, we've done a prayer campaign. We did one for student ministry a couple of years ago, right? which was really an, an amazing experience.
2: I reference it all the time. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so give direction to people. Like sent, we sent out prayer for every day for 30 days to pray for mm-hmm. small group leaders and for middle school students. And yeah, I well, couldn't believe it. We actually got them. We got but them. Prayer works. So. so
1: great. We had this whiteboard and we had all these blank spaces on the whiteboard. We needed like. 25 leaders and every day we just were filling names in it was really it was really cool we had a bunch of people praying for that and it worked
2: so you know but giving them that daily worship email that sets them up for success um just telling people what to pray in the weekend message you know we'll always say pray this week about Mm -hmm. this or we gave those verses a couple weeks ago um for the renewal of your mind series renewal your mind in the brand new series where hey memorize that verse and so Mm -hmm. That's all part of prayer. I mean, that's helping people, leading people into it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then celebrate movement. You know, um, again, I don't know how you sell. That's difficult. I guess when we've done like these 40 hours of prayer or things like that, we celebrate that and we say thanks to everybody who came. Yeah. Um,
1: I I always love the. we do this 40 hours of prayer every year um, at the beginning of Lent. I always love seeing the pictures from it which is interesting because nobody's really doing anything, but they're praying and it's a, just a different way to see your community in yeah. quiet prayer. And there's little kids kneeling, you know, up on the altar. And I don't know, it's just a, it it, it is a good thing to celebrate. And, I and guess there the, are ways to celebrate and it. And I guess
2: in the homily, that's, a good, you know, encouraging people to just do it. And if, mm-hmm. you, if you've, if you know, I, I guess that is probably the harder thing about prayer is like, no one's saying good job for praying today. Right. You know, like there's right. no one, again, if you, you serve. We can easier say, "Hey, good job." We can send you a thank you note for right. giving. Small groups. We know you're in a group, and you know there's mm-hmm. people showing up and encouraging right. that. Hey, we're glad you're here today. You know well, it is harder. I mean, hopefully God. Hopefully, you're experiencing the rewards. Rewards. Yeah, but it's why we need to come coming back to that. But it's it, that is a harder thing. When are people having quiet time? When are people doing that? That's harder to know. So, but I guess we can the ways we can celebrate that are just in homilies and those things. Hey, if you're praying and you've made a, a habit good job keep it up I guess our, our little ways like that I don't think we really do that very much right now so
1: so um, what was what was it that personally inspired you or h- had you praying every morning like when when you started that habit what was yeah, it yeah that's that what I'm frustrated because''m
2: I'm, I'm, I'm out of that but I mean it's interesting you know like for me for, ex- for something just move this for exercise um if I don't exercise I've gotten enough of a habit now that my body craves it mm-hmm there was a time and i don't have it right now so i don't know what that means but like my soul just craved it so much mm. um that if i did not pray i felt it so strongly
1: that you were motivated to yeah. do it and the, the next the morning pain, or, the pain or, yeah. and,
2: and it's still there i think too the pain of not doing it was wor- you know worse than the pain of, of doing it so of to getting speak. up earlier yeah, yeah yeah um and i, I think the sometimes time. there's rhythms like again i have if i'm not a morning person like you and I used to have, like, I came into work later. And I, so if I come into work later, I, I definitely pray. I mm. definitely make, again, I know I need it. So my soul still cries out for it. Um, now I'm in a rhythm though. I take my son, to, I have, I'm not a morning person. So I get up, take my son to school. Driving him to school at eight o'clock. School, or, and then yeah. again, hopefully there's nothing here, but sometimes I schedule things afterwards. And well, so stop doing like, that. I know I <laughs> Whereas some, I have small groups in the morning and I, get, I go into that. So I really have Oh, that's prayed. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just those. Sometimes it's just our own habits and rhythms, yeah. And we have to figure that out, you know. And I think, um, you know, that's what. I, and, and again, I, I, to me, it's like the, to me the counting, and it's not the right way to look at it, but is that quiet time where I just I can read scripture and I can reflect on it. And is that what journal, you do?
1: Read scripture? You journal a little bit? Yeah,
2: you know, I haven't journaled as much. I've tried to get in the habit of journaling, and it just it. it doesn't stick for me. Mm-hmm. I, I it helps. It's helpful sometimes, but I can't. Um, but yeah, just reading scripture and, and being able to, you know, and music. I think is a big part too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, what I was going to say is I think you have that, but then there's other ways you're incorporating prayer into your daily. You know, prayer isn't supposed to be something you do. It's like hopefully something we do incorporate into our lives in general. And so if I'm listening to worship music and right. that's praying, right? You know, we're Pray praying twice, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I forget your original question. I, I was it just
1: asking there. like how you pray and what originally inspired you. What about you? you? uh, I I started out journaling, just journaling probably way back in graduate school. I journaled a lot, but I wasn't reading any scripture or listening to worship music or, or anything, just journaling all about my own problems and wow. <laughs> the selfish, selfish prayer. Right. And then, um, somebody introduced me to acts, A-C-T-S, adoration. And so I, adoration, well, go up, up, adoration, that up. adoration, contrition, thanksgiving and supplication. And that gave me some structure to how I prayed instead of just asking for what I needed and complaining that I was now like, you know, telling God that I loved him and getting closer to him in that way and thanking him and being grateful and, Confessing sins before I was asking for things, and so that was helpful to me. Now I really love if I have like a study, a, like a I, right now I have a workbook called Experiencing God. It's so good. It's in, and so it's a deep study of Scripture and get just getting to know God um, more and more. And so I look forward to that every morning, and I want to I want to read it. I want to go to it. I,
2: I think that's a challenge of incorporating people. People are different. Mm-hmm. What's going to work for people? Right. what works, and then what works for you di- changes at different times. So, I
1: don't journal at all anymore. Okay. Like you're, yeah. yeah,
2: I mean, for a while I read the Psalms every. I would mm. read the Psalm a day, mm-hmm. and sometimes I think I should go back to that because, um, or I read Psalms and Proverbs every single day for a long time, um, and I love both those books. And you know, I try to memorize some Psalms so that again I can be praying that in the car. I try to. It's a couple of Psalms my kids know by heart now, just because I've said with them so many times, mm-hmm. especially Psalm One. They. They know that by heart because we said it so many times. Hmm. Um, but sometimes then things don't work for you after that. I yeah. think that's the issue. Yeah. Um, and, and work, I mean, like you're just... But I think the, the thing is to persevere in prayer. You know, that yeah. you just have to keep doing it. You're not it.
1: always going to feel you know, all fantastic about yeah. it. And, and then
2: some way, I think sometimes that's my own lack of discipline, like that I keep changing mm. prayer plans. Or I was right. trying to go through the Ignatian exam. Or the Ignatian, I would do the exam for a while. I stopped doing that. I was trying to go through Ignatian, um, um, the 19th Annotation, which is you go through these things. And I did it for a while, and I stopped. So I don't know if that's just lack. That might just be lack of discipline. Yeah. I gotta keep, keep getting back to. I'm
1: all, not all that discipline either. I want it to feel good every time. Yeah. You know? I want to feel that comfort and peace every time. I want to enjoy it.
2: Yeah. I, so I, I don't know all that. I think in trying to lead other people to prayers to acknowledge. Mm. Um, I guess one of the things I I think if it's either Thomas Merton or somebody said, Um, let us acknowledge we're beginners in prayer and we will always be beginners Mm, in prayer
1: that's nice good we're going to end on that okay
0: all right we'll be right back to wrap it up looking for practical ways to grow your church looking to come together with like-minded church leaders who want to build healthy growing parishes look no further as the Rebuilt Conference is the place for you on April 26th through the 28th 2020 Come to the Rebuilt Conference, where you'll be given inspiration to ignite your rebuilding efforts. Come here from engaging keynote speakers to be challenged to do more in your parish and experience the renewal of the rebuilt movement. For more information about the 2020 Rebuilt Conference, visit RebuiltParish.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Rebuilt Podcast. We're wrapping up today talking
1: about prayer and sacraments as part of the discipleship path. Tom, what should parishes do right now? I think we have be no be idea. More I think I, think I know. We're, saying, we're struggling we got, too.
2: We got to we got to get better at this. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, I think first of all just have to evaluate I think what is in your community, what are the times you're your um, what are the ways in which people are praying right now and is there ways you want to integrate that more into a larger community so more people are taking advantage of that. I think so even if you just name what are the prayer practices right now right. that you have available and are those practices you want to lift up to the whole community. I don't know. I mean, you know, things like daily mass and you know the rosary at the church are usually connected like they are at ours. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times you're gonna be able to get a lot of people to it, but you can let people know about it. Sure. Um, if that, or just eva- also evaluate what are the ways you're teaching people to pray? I mean, we do say practice prayer and sacraments. We're saying put into practice what you discover in prayer. Um so just I think evaluate yourself and understand what are the ways in right. which you're promoting this as a value. Yeah.
1: When you're talking about it in the homily, maybe offer some ideas right. for people that don't quite understand it when you just say go pray.
2: Right. Exactly. And yeah, that I think that's a great start from it. But don't just say go pray. Right. Give people directive on how to pray. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so that, that that's another thing. That's a second one, I think. So one, evaluate what's going on, two, give clear directives. And three, just how we make it more accessible. I mean, consider maybe doing of something you mail out to people, mm-hmm. um, or giving people prayer opportunities from time to time. Again, when it comes seasonally, like at, at especially at Lent, there's a huge opportunity there. Ash Wednesday or Eucharistic if you have forty hours of prayer or, or Eucharistic adoration for forty hours, right. or, or any kind of events, maybe at certain points in your church calendar year, raise it up as a value so that everyone can see the importance of prayer. Right. That's what we got.
1: Great. <laughs> you, thanks for joining it, us today. Well
2: thought out podcast. Um, <laughs> this, this was a well thought out <laughs> yeah, podcast. We but have work to do I here. think we had a good conversation though. Prayer. I think that was, that was good. So.
1: Yes. We're both going to get up tomorrow morning and pray now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, Tom, will you pray for us today? Yeah, there you we
2: go. Well, at least we can. Uh, yes.
1: We'll end in prayer. <laughs>
2: um the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Uh, Father, we thank you that we do get to communicate with you, the sovereign Lord of the, of the universe, the almighty maker of heaven and earth and that, we have access to you, and God, we pray that uh, you would draw us closer to you in prayer. Help us create communities and church, a culture where people do call out to you, do cry out to you, do pray, and make time in their schedules to just be with you be in your presence and to praise you. And so, God, we pray that uh, lift up the spirit of prayer in all our culture, all our parishes. Help us to know, God, how to help, help others grow in prayer. And we pray this through Christ our lord
1: amen